Want to publish a sustainability report that's accurate and engaging for your community, but had limited time, budgets, and no idea where to start? Well, if that's you and your company, then make sure you listen to this episode. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. And before we get into this episode, I did want to say that we are only accepting a few more sustainability consulting clients for the remainder of this year. And for our sustainability consulting services, they are completely customizable and bespoke. But high level, we can cover your sustainability strategy, figure out what you should be focusing on. We will help you set up your reporting. We will create targets that are realistic and also ambitious. And then work with you to create a plan so that you can actually meet these targets, meet these goals and execute towards it. And we are going to talk about how you can create a sustainability report in this episode, because I know a lot of folks have been asking us about how you can do that and how you can approach it. But with our sustainability consulting services, the report is also something we can help you with as well. So if you are thinking about wanting some help as you embark on this journey and you want to make sure you do it properly, then make sure you book a consultation. It is completely free and complimentary. You will chat directly with me and we will see if it's a fit to work together. To book the consultation, you just need to go to www.recloseted.com consultation and the link will be in the show notes for you. And lastly, before we dive in, I wanted to make a caveat and just say that you can create the best report, you can make it beautiful and all that stuff. But if you're just looking to greenwash your audience and you're not really looking to walk the walk, then please don't listen to this episode. This episode is for people that genuinely want to make a report that is meant to better their business and better the fashion industry. And if you haven't really thought about sustainability or how you can be more conscious until this episode, then I highly recommend you to please go back and listen to my last episode, which was episode 173. The topic of that episode was how fashion brands can adopt sustainable practices. And in that episode, I really broke down how you can create a sustainability strategy how you can set up your reporting, how you can execute and you know actually achieve your targets. So if you're starting from square one, I highly recommend you start with episode 173 and then you can move on to this episode. With that being said, I am now going to assume everyone that is still listening genuinely wants to walk the walk and you've listened to episode 173 already. So let's dive in. I really think it's exciting that you and your company are thinking about creating your first sustainability report, or perhaps you've done sustainability reports before, but you're looking to take it to the next level. This is something that you should be proud of and congratulate yourself. That being said, there are a few things I have seen a lot of our successful clients adopt and keep in mind throughout the entire process. So I wanted to share those things with you. First of all, I just wanted to say that you need to just do your best And understand that this first report or even your first few reports, they're not going to be perfect and that's okay. I'm definitely going to give you a lot of strategies and tips and a skeleton of what you need to include and what it may look like. 
But at the end of the day, understand that you are human, your brand is growing. And so just do your best given your current time and your resources and your budgets. And the second point I wanted to bring up is that it's not going to be perfect and that's okay. Really building upon my first point, you want your report to be as accurate as possible. That is definitely a non-negotiable. We don't want to put out facts and figures that aren't true at all. But if you have data that perhaps is missing, then just simply say that you're working on getting that data right now and just call it out instead of just making something up because we want to make sure that we are as accurate as possible and we aren't misleading. And then the third thing I want you to keep in mind is that this is a big project and it's a big undertaking. It is extremely exciting. And again, it's amazing that you're doing this. But just understand this is probably going to take you about a year If you have more team members, if you have more budgets, and this is not your first rodeo, then perhaps it'll take a few months. But at minimum, I would really budget an entire year to create this from the ground up and do it right because you need to gather up all the data. You need to synthesize all the data. You need to analyze it. You need to write all the copy. You need to order it. You need to edit it and then finally design it. So really mentally prepare yourself and the team especially if this is your first sustainability report because this is not something you can crank out in a month and be proud of it. So make sure you understand that this is a big project and undertaking. And so you need to be resourcing it accordingly and ensuring that there's enough people on it. You need to ensure that there's enough budget and of course, enough time dedicated to this project. It is worth it. I have seen a lot of our clients that started implementing these sustainability reports have really built a lot of trust and rapport with their customer base. And it has also really differentiated them from the competition. So it is definitely worth it beyond just, of course, holding the fashion industry to a higher standard and taking the industry where it needs to be. So understand that this is definitely going to be a really worthwhile investment for your business. And the last thing you should keep in mind and really discuss with the team before you dive in and begin is to decide on a cadence for these reports. Most of our clients begin with an annual cadence for the reports. So maybe every January they publish it or every August, whatever that looks like for you. And then as you grow in skill and you get more resources and more budgets and more people, then perhaps you could do smaller biannual or quarterly or even monthly updates to the progress and keep your audience informed that way. But it's really important to decide on a cadence because we want to make sure this is not just a one and done thing. This is something that needs to be refreshed all the time and looked at all the time because we're going to set the baseline as to where you are right now, where you want to go. And then in a year from now, you can then give an update as to how things are going and what you're going to be working on moving forward. So like I mentioned, most of our clients start with an annual cadence for the sustainability reports. And if you're not quite sure what you should do, then I would recommend annually. And then, of course, if you're finding that you are able to dedicate enough resources and support to it and you can do more than you can, but at the bare minimum, I would recommend annually. To kick off this entire process, I recommend you create a rough outline or a skeleton of everything you want to include in the sustainability report. I will give you now an outline of what past clients typically include, but of course, you can add things and or remove things based on what's going on for you and your brand. The first thing off the top is you want to have some sort of table of contents. This is going to be a lengthy document. So if customers want to, you know, skip to certain sections or read certain sections, it would be easier for them. So always have a table of contents. 
And then you want to make sure you have a message from the founder or message from the CEO as well, really stating why they are so excited to publish this first sustainability report, why sustainability is so important to the brand and where you're hoping to take it. Just really have a really strong message from the founder and or CEO. And then we always get our clients to outline their sustainability priorities. If you don't know what those are, go back, listen to episode 173. Or if you need a refresher, then go back and listen. Essentially, these are the items you are prioritizing when it comes to your brand sustainability. And this is the lens that you're looking at your conscious efforts when it comes to your brand. And then that way, everyone understands everyone's on the same page and they know why you're making certain decisions. So it's really important to say that from the get-go. And then we have our clients always talk about the sustainability strategy, really lay out what they plan to do, what they want to do, their objectives, their goals, all that stuff. And then I would have a really big section around data. You don't need to have all your data in one section. That's very overwhelming. It will be peppered all the way throughout the report. But as you're currently laying out your objectives or your goals, I think it's a really good idea to state where you are currently, back that up with data, with facts and figures, and then also then talk about what your targets are in the next year, three years, five years, 10 years, things like that. And then because this is going to take you one year to write, I also think it's a good idea to do a recap of the year as you were starting to write this report and talk about what you accomplished that year. Of course, this is not going to be information you're going to have from the get-go. You're going to work on it throughout the year. But I feel like it's a really nice touch when the report is released. There is stuff that is current from that year as you were writing it. So it's not always one year behind, if that makes sense. We want to make sure it's as up-to-date as possible. Once you have that rough skeleton and rough outline, if you have upper management or anything like that, of course, make sure they review it and sign off on it. And then based on that, you want to make a workback schedule and a plan. So if it's just you on the team that's working on it, then break down every single quarter what you want to have done. Then break it down further into a monthly basis, a weekly basis, a daily basis, etc., etc., so that you now have a very detailed plan around every single day, every single week, every single month, and every single quarter, exactly what you're going to work on so that this sustainability report gets out on time. If you have other team members helping you, then make sure everyone is assigned specific tasks based on their strengths and also based on their roles and their functions. As an example, the person that does sourcing or designing on the team likely needs to be very integrated in certain product pages. Or if the person that's going to be designing this report and putting it all together, like you're obviously not going to assign them to get the data because they're not probably that close to it. So you really want to make sure you assign rules and responsibilities based on everyone's functions and their strong suits, and then make it very clear to every single person what their roles and responsibilities are, when their deadlines are. The other thing I wanted to mention too is if you're not the founder and CEO and you are working at a company, then I would get the approval cadence from upper management ASAP, meaning you know ask upper management when they want to see drafts, what they want to get approval on before things move forward so that they're not just seeing the final sustainability report at the end after it's all done and the team's worked on it for months and months and months and you find out that they have all this feedback and they want you to make all these changes. It's really important to bake in when they want you to check in and at what stages they want you to check in as well. And to make things organized, I recommend you create a central Google folder 
or a Notion dashboard or whatever your company uses to house everything because we want to run this like a project. You need to have, you know, your deadlines, your due dates, your rules and responsibilities, but also one central place that is housing all of this information because there's going to be a lot of copy, there's going to be a lot of data, there's going to be a lot of images and graphics. And so we want to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. It's really important that it all is housed in one place and every single person on the team knows where to go to look for it. Once you have the rough outline, you have the work back schedule, project plan, it's all going smoothly. The next really big hurdle, at least for a lot of our clients that are creating their first sustainability report, is actually getting the data. If you listened to my last episode, you'll know that you need to get data to set up your sustainability strategy, your plan, your targets, and execute. And for the report, that data is incredibly important because like I mentioned, we want to make sure we're putting out things that we are comfortable backing up and we are not misleading people. So it's really important. And like I mentioned, you're going to be getting that data anyways to craft your strategy, your plan, and execute. But just make sure you triple check that everything that is being used as quote-unquote data is going to be accurate and also legitimate. And you want to make sure that the company is comfortable just putting their stamp behind this and saying, yes, this is accurate, this is legit, and we are comfortable stating this. Some questions to ask is, you know, where did we get this data from? How trustworthy is it? When was this data last refreshed? As an example, if you have some mill data that was from 10 years ago, you probably want to ask your mill again for some updated results, right? You want to make sure you're checking about when it was last refreshed. And then, of course, ask the person that gave you the data or ask the team if they're comfortable putting this out in the world and just putting the brand behind it. You really want to ensure you can back everything up. Like I mentioned at the top of this episode, for anything that you currently don't have data for or there's a bit of a data gap, you can put an asterisk on it in the report and just state that the team is working on finding this information and you aim to have it for the next report or something like that. I really feel like it's better to be transparent and say that, hey, we don't have this right now, we're trying to get it, instead of not saying anything and just hoping that no one notices. We are in a day and age where there's so much greenwashing and so much untransparency in the industry that I feel like it's, it's just refreshing when brands say, hey, we just don't have this right now. Maybe there's not enough technology. Maybe, you know, certain places of the world, they just don't have the ability to measure this right now. That's totally fine. But we're doing X, Y, and Z or they're doing X, Y, and Z. And just, just say it instead of just trying to put a misleading fact and figure on there. And the other thing I always tell our clients is to keep it simple but informative. That should really be your mantra with the sustainability report. You do not want to publish a super scientific report because no one will read it and everyone's eyes will glaze over. And that's not what we want. Instead, I want you to make it informative. Like, don't dumb things down. But it's important to use plain English, use infographics, use photos, etc., you want this report to be meaty and have a lot of information, but not impossible to read without falling asleep. It's definitely a fine balance and it is harder than it sounds. And so in some instances, we worked with clients just to write out all the text, first of all, just do a huge dump. And then we work with them to change words or move things around so that it is more understandable and digestible to the broader public. And then whenever possible, we always try to insert images or graphics to help with understanding 
Because remember, a picture is worth a thousand words. If there's a concept that maybe your ideal customer or your customer or your community in general doesn't perhaps know about, we should educate them and inform them about it instead of just dumbing things down or not including it. I think it's really important we raise the bar as an industry. Let's not cater to the bottom of the barrel here and just do the bare minimum. Instead, let's put in the work to educate and inform and hold your brand to a higher standard. And if you need to include studies and reports that your brand have done to really back up what you're saying, that is really, really important. And what you can do is put it in the appendices because that's what appendices are meant for. That way, if someone's interested in reading more and actually seeing, let's say, the methodology or the whole process, then they can go in there and look for it. I would write everything all out first, and then you can work on really how to make it more presentable and digestible last. And as I previously mentioned, this whole process does take time, roughly around a year. So it is important for us to write everything out and then synthesize it and make it more digestible. I've also had past clients where the founder would film a video and then it would be put on YouTube. And because most sustainability reports are just PDFs, you can insert the video link and then the founder can kind of explain things to your audience as well. Experiment, be creative about how you can just make this more digestible, more engaging, and more fun. And my last tip is a buildup on my last sentence around engaging with your community. I've seen so many brands publish the sustainability reports and maybe they send out an email or they do a post on social media and then they never really talk about it again. It's such a missed opportunity because you put so much effort into these sustainability reports from a personnel perspective, from a budget perspective, and of course, from a time perspective. I feel like it's a really good idea to do a fun launch with your sustainability report. You can host an informative panel or a Q&A session, tell folks on social media to ask you questions and hold you accountable. We always do a really big fun launch with all of our clients because this is something you're putting blood, sweat, and tears into. It is really important that people read it, people engage with it, and they know what your brand is about. This is not supposed to just collect dust on a shelf. The sustainability reports need to be read internally. They need to be understood. And then externally, they need to be read and understood by your customers, your stakeholders, and everyone really involved with your brand. And in that way, people can understand where you're going. They can keep you accountable. And as an industry, we can continue to raise the bar and head in the right direction. With all that being said, I hope that this was helpful for you. It is tough to make an episode like this helpful for everyone, but these were just some strategies and some tips that we've always seen helpful for our clients. And like I mentioned at the beginning, like you should really congratulate yourself and just be so excited that you're embarking on this journey. Good for you. This is something that is really going to set you and your brand apart. And also you're going to do your part in really transforming the harmful fashion industry. So you should be really, really proud of that. With that being said, If you want my help and my team's help to really create your report, but not only that, set up your strategy, help you with your data, help you with your plan and execution, then make sure you book a complimentary consultation. We are only accepting a few more sustainability consulting clients for this year, and you can do so at www.recloseted.com slash consultation. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at Recloseted. 
Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.